0: BLOCK TALK RADIO Welcome, BLOCK TALK RADIO listeners. I'm evangelist Wanda Clay, sharing God's sacred word Bible study with you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for all you do. And though our best isn't good enough, We come asking for forgiveness. You are like none others, higher than the highest. So I ask that you fix that that needs fixing everywhere for everybody. Because you already know our needs, fix them, Lord Jesus. And move in me, Lord, to help others understand your word on this talk show. I pray that you continue this growth. And bless Blood Talk Radio Financially and spiritually Lord, give us wisdom, knowledge And understanding of what you want us to know And I pray for those who seek your word To find you, Heavenly Father Bless and watch over them in Jesus' name Let them and everyone everywhere Learn to depend on you And those who have found you Strengthen us, Lord. Guide us and lead us not into temptation, but help us to just walk away. Bless those, Lord, who are struggling and those not struggling, because we need a blessing from you, Heavenly Father, today. Heavenly Father, help us to love and pray for ourselves and others. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Before I start, let me again thank God for guiding me, and I pray for everyone's understanding of His Word. And as always, I thank Minister Joel Lewis and Granny's Place for giving me this opportunity. I'm here three Fridays a month, eight to eight thirty a.m. Plus on Facebook at Peace Keep God First, First Being Written One You're welcome to join our group 24 hours. We have questions, answers, comments, recipes, and much more. On Blog Talk Radio, I'll give you the outlines of each chapter, and I'll comment on some verses. Now let's get into our lesson. Our lesson comes from Colossians chapter 2. The outline for chapter 2 is as follows. The first part of the chapter in verses 1 through 3, the apostle expresses concern for the Colossians. Second part, verses 5, he repeats it again. Verses 4, 6, and 7, he cautions them against false teachers among the Jews and verse 8 through 12, among the Gentile philosophy. In the fourth part of the chapter, verses 13 through 15, he represents the privileges of Christians. And in the fifth and last chapter, in in the fifth and last part of the chapter, in verses 16 through 23, he concludes with a caution against the Judaizing teachers and those who would introduce the worship of angels. Now, Paul is still in prison while he writes to various churches building them up in the Christian walk because the Jews wasn't wanting to let go of their religious rituals and they didn't believe that Jesus was the Messiah. Because as far as they could see, Jesus was a man born of a man like them. They didn't see the overall big picture of Christ, nor were they willing for change. If the clergy was to admit to this change that God was bringing forth, some of their jobs might be eliminated in their minds, looking at worldly concepts of them. but quite the different, their jobs wouldn't end. They would just go a step higher. So those who didn't want change were fighting to keep the Old Testament teachings alive by combining the two religions. In reality, they believed that the apostles were wrong and they were right. So they were continuously trying to persuade the Christian believers back into the Old Testament teaching for the law and ceremony. They even tried a cheap shot in which they bought angels on the scene, praising them instead of Jesus. Even though they saw the miracles of Jesus and heard his teachings, they still didn't believe in him, ended up killing Jesus. But Jesus' believers and church still live strong today. In our lesson in chapter 2, we're going to focus on verses 4 through 12 and verses 16 and 23, where Paul addresses the false teachers, Gentile philosophy, judanizing teachers, and the worshiping of angels. In verses 4 through 12, Paul writes us to see the danger of enticing words and how many are ruined by flattery of those wanting to deceive you with false disguises, uh, fair appearances, but having evil principles and wicked practices. So Paul told them, with good words and fair speeches, they deceive the hearts of the simple. And they ought to stand upon their God against enticing words, Romans 16 and 18. And Paul told them that they could not deceive us if they didn't cheat us, and that they could not cheat us but by our own fault. In verses 6 and 7, Paul gives them a sovereign antidote against seducers that says, as you have therefore received Christ, walk you in him, rooted and built up. Because when we walk in Christ, we build a pattern of Christ, which is a believer's daily conduct. Here, Paul is still trying to help the Galatians keep their faith in Christianity against the seducers although he has never met them. So he writes <clears throat> that we cannot be built up in Christ unless we're first rooted in him, that we must be united with him through a holy faith and a heartly consent to his covenant. Then we will grow up in him in all things, according to the rule of the Christian doctrine. As you have been taught, he tells them, and that all Christians have received him as Christ, the great prophet of the church, anointed by God to reveal his will. Jesus, the great high priest and savior from sin and wrath, sacrificed himself, and we are to obey and be subject to receive him consented to him and taking him for hours in every relationship and capacity and for the purpose and uses of them. Paul goes on to say that a good education has a good influence on our establishment and that we must be established in faith and improve in it more and more with thanksgiving as we have been taught. And the way to have the benefit And the comfort of God's grace is to be much in giving thanks for it. We must join thanksgiving to all our improvements and be sensible of the mercy of all our privileges. So here Paul flips the script with a fair warning given us of our dangers. And he writes, Beware, lest any man spoil you, through philosophy, and gain deceit after the tradition of men and after the world and not after Christ. Verse 8, Paul tells them that there is a philosophy which is noble and highly serviceable to religion, such as a study of the works of God that leads us to the knowledge of God and confirms our faith in him. But he says that there is also a philosophy which is vain and deceitful to religion and sets up the wisdom of man in competition with the wisdom of God that ruins their faith, curious with speculations about the things above us which are of no use or concern to us or a care of words and terms of art, which only has an empty and often a cheating appearance of knowledge after the tradition of men. Now, the Jews govern themselves by the tradition of their elders and the rudiments of the world. The Gentiles mix their philosophy with Christian principles, And both eliminated their minds for Christ. And they walk in the way of the world and have turned away from the following after Christ. The deceivers, especially the Jewish teachers, who were persistent to keep up the laws of Moses in conjunction with the gospel of Christ, but really they were in competition with it. And they had contradiction to it. Under the law, the presence of God dealt with between the cherubim and the clouds which covered the mercy seat. But now it deals in the presence of our Redeemer, who partakes of our nature, and is bone of our bone and flesh of our flesh, and has more. Dis, and has more clearly this. Uh, declared the Father to us. And the fullness of the Godhead dwells in Christ, for he is both God and man. Paul says now, in Christ we are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands by the work of regeneration in us, which is the spirit or Christian Circumcision, in verse 11. He is a Jew who is one inwardly, <clears throat> excuse me, and circumcision is that of the heart. And 29, this is owning to Christ and belonging to Christian disposition. dispensation. It is without hands, not by the power of any creature, but by the power of the Blessed Spirit of God. We are, by the Blessed Spirit of God, we are born of the Spirit, John 3 and 5, which is the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. Find that in Titus 3 and 5. First Peter 3 and 21 says, It is not putting away of the filth of the flesh, but we must take the whole body of sin. Romans 6 and 6 says, the old man must be crushed and the body of sin destroyed. Christ was circumcised, and by virtue of our union to him, we partake of that grace which puts off the body of sin of the flesh. In verse 10, again, the Jews thought themselves complete in the ceremonial law, but we are complete in Christ. Hebrews 8 and 7 says If the first covenant had been faultless, no place would have been sought for the second. For the law was but a shadow of good things and could never their sacrifices, make the newcomers perfect. But all the defects of it are made up in the gospel of Christ by the complete sacrifice for sin and revelation of the will of God, which is the head of all principalities and powers. And he is the Lord and head of all powers in heaven and earth of angels and men. And 22 tells us. Angels. Authorities. And powers. Are subject to Jesus Christ. And we have communion with Christ. And baptism. And baptism. Is the seal of the covenant. And an obligation. Of our dying to sin. That we are raised with Christ as it is a seal and obligation of our living righteousness, a renewedness of life. God in baptism in ages to us a God, and we become engaged to be his people, and by his grace to die to sin and to live to righteousness and to old man and put on the new man, which is in verse 12. Verses 16 through 23, Paul gives a caution to take heed of judanizing teachers or those who would impose upon the Christians the yoke of the ceremonial law. Verse 16 says, let no man therefore judge you in meat or drinks. Much of the ceremonies of the law of Moses consisted in meats and days. And it appears by Romans 14 that there were those who were keeping up with these distinctions. But here the apostle shows that since Christ has come and has counseled the ceremony law, we ought not to keep them up. Paul tells them let no man impose those things upon you. But God has not imposed them. If God made you free, don't again entangle yourself in that yoke of bondage, because those things were shadows of things to come. No worth in them. And they are now done away. Verse 17. Paul wants us to... Observe the advantages we have under the gospel, above what they had under the law. You see, they had the shadows, but we have the substance. And Paul flips the script, and he cautions them to take heed of those who introduced the worship of angels as meditators between God and them as the Gentile philosophers did. Ting says, Let no man begole you of your reward by voluntarily wishing, worshiping angels, because it is taken that honor which is due to Christ only and given it to a creature. Besides, the notions upon which this practice were grounded were merely the inventions of men, not by divine revelations, but without sufficient knowledge and warrant, intruding into those things which he had not seen, vainly puffed up by their uh, freshly minds, pretending to describe the order of angels, and their respected ministries, which God has hidden from us, and therefore Though there was a show of humility in the practice, there was a real pride in the principle. They advanced those notions to gratify their own carnal fantasy and were fond of being thought wiser than other people. So Paul wrote that pride is at the bottom of a great many errors and corruption. And evil and many of evil practices, which have great show and appearances of humility. And Paul tells them in verse 19 those who do so do not hold the head, and that they disclaim Christ, only meditator between God and man. And it is to the highest disrespect to Christ. Who is the head of the church for any of the members of it to make much of any intercessories with God but Christ? Now, Paul wants us to observe that Jesus Christ is not only a head of a government over the church, but a head of vital influences to it, that the body of Christ is a growing body. And it's increased with the increase of God. The new man is increasing. And the nature of grace is to grow of grace which is from God. As His author with a large and abundant increase. That they may be filled with all the fillness of God. Ephesians 3 and 19. So here Paul flips the script again, and he asks his two questions as he warns them again. If you be dead with Christ from that of the world, why, as though living in the world, you are subject to ordinances? Verse 20, Christians, you are dead to the observance of the ceremonial law, Why are you subject to them? Verses 21 and 22 says, Touch not, taste not, handle not, which under the law there was a ceremony pollution contracted by touching a dead body or anything offered to an idol or by tasting any forbidden meats, which all are to perish with the using, having no worth in themselves to support them, and those who used them saw them perishing and passing away, or which tend to corrupt the Christian faith, having no other authority than traditions and injunctions of men. Things have have indeed a show of wisdom and full worship and humility. They, the Jews, thought themselves wiser than their neighbors in observing the law of Moses together with the gospel of Christ that they be sure in one at least to be in the right. But it was a shadow of wisdom, a mere invention And pretense. So they seem to neglect the body by abstaining from such and such meats and mortifying their bodily pleasures and appetites. But there is nothing of true devotion in these things. For the gospel teaches us to worship God in spirit and in truth and not by ritual observances. And through the meditation of Christ alone and not by any angels. And Paul closes his epistle by writing, Such things only show wisdom, but they're folly. It is true wisdom to keep close to the gospel and an entire subjection to Christ that is the only head of the church. This ends our Bible study. I pray God's word has shed some light on some things for you. I'll see you next time, right here, the same time. And don't forget to visit us at Facebook at Peace Keep God First. And don't forget to check in with God from time to time, 24 hours. It's it's free. Whatever you do, do not put angels above Jesus. Jesus is the meditator between man and God and not angels. We want to follow the teachings of God. We can follow the teachings of God by reading our Bibles. And it's good to get you a study Bible or a commentary to help you understand what is written in the Bible because God wants us to be knowledgeable in what we read. We can't say we believe in God and we don't know God's word. God's word is very important to us. It is instruction and it tells us all the faults and the forgiveness of people throughout the Bible. And if you look at it today, the people in the New Testament, I would say, this is only me saying this, are much worse than the people that were in the Bible because of time and inventions that man has done. But know that no man can do any convention without the consent of God. Now. We should always pray to God. You know, when we pray, the devil hears us. So don't mix the devil's doing with God's doing because God is holy. And when we approach God, we should approach him in a holy manner, one with respect. Now, this is only my opinion. And it may be leading a little bit away from our teachings. But I see people coming to the church, which the church is a holy place. But we come in the church as we have no respect for the Holy Spirit that lives there. We come dressed any kind of way. We sit up in the church and we go to sleep and we don't hear God's word. We do it as tradition of men. But when we go to church, we should go to church from our heart because that's what God looks at is our heart. What is in you, you know, what is in you is that that comes out. You don't go to church and dance like you dance in the club. God's dance is a holy dance. And if it does not hit you, don't pull on the front by uh, dancing and prancing around and putting on front, oh, thank you, God, holy Jesus, blah, 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 blah. That's not praising God and worshiping God. Do it from your heart. If you put on a show, you have already gotten your reward. You have already gotten your reward from God. That was just a little something I wanted to put on your minds. May God bless you and keep you until we meet again. Bye.